and welcome back to the Film Say Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Ritchie, and I'm here with Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Wonder Woman. Hey, but before any of that, what's uh, what's the ketchup? Uh, the ketchup, the mustard, relish, yeah. mayonnaise, condiments, mustard, all the condiments, the dressing, the salad. Does ranch count as I, a condiment? I, I think so. I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah, it has to. Then I guess we just added another name to the Some list of ranch. shitty jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never been a fan of ranch. I, I love ranch. Me and um, I, I don't know if I told it on the podcast. So me and Tessa, we were looking for a. Uh, we didn't know what kind of sauce that white people liked. <laughs> we was like, what was it? Is is it ranch sauce or is it um blue cheese? Or is it blue cheese? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know. I think white people like ranch. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. You yeah. asked me and Lauren. Yep. Who are not white? Neither one of you are white. <laughs> like one Puerto Rican, one she Thai. She's a Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like not white at all. It's like, yeah. hey, well, uh, what what dressing do white people like? Yeah. Ranch, probably? <laughs> I, I was like, we put hot sauce on everything, so it's like, that's the sauce we're going to use. <laughs> I fucking love sauce. ranch. Like, if you dip, like, a like a fried chicken wing on mm. ranch or blue cheese. Oh, mm. no. Mm. 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 So good. Mm-mm. Anyway, what have you been up to? I will to? not be doing that. <laughs> it yeah, sounds sure. all right, though. It sounds all right, I yeah, guess. It looks all right. Just, don't no. fucking patronize me. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> just not going to do it. I, I've spent the last uh, week and a half watching the internet. Yep. <laughs> you know, just, just the internet. <laughs> yeah, everything on the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Started watching it. I think Boku no Hero Academia, that's the full name or something. I yeah, know. I can't speak. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to show off. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's in season two right now. So like we were talking, I was like, yo, I'm on like episode two. And like he doesn't have any powers and he's getting picked on. He's like, episode four, I'm sure he'll have a powers to be badass. Yeah. Sure enough, episode four, exactly. Episode four? Damn. Exactly episode four. What's his power? Um, he took power from uh, a guy named All Might. Mm-hmm. All Might was another uh, superhero who couldn't get superpowers on his own. Okay. So another guy passed his powers on to All Might. Okay. And the stipulation of using it is it's all for one. So you can't, you don't really have your own power. It's kind of like a spirit bomb in, uh, in Dragon Ball. Uh, okay. You summon the power of everyone else and then harness it within yourself and then use it. Okay. Um, but, but he's so young and his body is so frail that whenever he tries to use the power of All Might, like he'll summon it into his arm and then his arm will immediately break and be fucked up, you know, Ugh. just for having that much power into like an untrained arm, you know, or Damn. leg or fingers or whatever. So we're only like um, halfway into season two, okay. but really, really, really awesome. I'll have though. to check it out. I, I, I like those kind of stories. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> I've been I've been playing a shitload of Persona. Oh, yeah. Persona 5. Yeah. You have no idea how excited I was when you texted me saying mm. that you were playing Persona 5. Yeah. Because I don't get to fucking talk. <laughs> About Persona 5. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun game. It is fun. It is so good, mm. so stylized, so fucking pretty. It is. It's like goddamn, like, l- Japanese people understand fucking RPGs. Mm. JRPGs are the fucking shit. Yeah. And I love Final Fantasy. Mm. My favorite Final Fantasy game being Final Fantasy 7. 7, okay. Persona 5 is better than every Ooh. Japanese RPG that I've played. All it's right. One, it is one of the best masterfully crafted games mm. The soundtrack is good. Yeah. The writing is good. The, really the good. characters are good. Yep. The themes are great. Yeah. It is just fa- every time I play it, I get a little like, oh, persona. It's it's really nice yeah. to watch. Like I've uh I've decided to fall back a bit and let my girl play more because <laughs> she's doing a lot better than me. Cause like you have to strategize a bit. Yeah, you do. You know, and I'm just like, no, I'm gonna run up in that bitch and I'm gonna fuck everything <laughs> up. <laughs> you know, and that works for me in most games, but like not in this. No. There's like um a place called the palace. Yep. And there's like you got like 20 days or something like that to, to do something. I'm like, well, fuck that. I don't that shit 20 days <laughs> clear that shit out right now and she's like no you need to go up in there come back go to sleep get some rest refill your sp or whatever and come yeah. back and i'm just like no okay i'll just watch you do all that <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best part of playing that game because every there's like five there's five there's six persona games mm-hmm. but like every time you dive into a new persona there's sort of anthological so there's not mm-hmm. a sequel yeah uh, so like every time you pl- you play a new Persona game, you have to like adapt to that game's rules uh, yeah. of the universe, yeah. and that's my favorite like first twenty hours of the game. Yeah, it's going like wait 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 how the fuck do, do I ah shit my knowledge is shitty how do mm. I make it better and like those two I just like ah ah yeah so good from scratch. If you have not played Persona, play Persona. Okay. And I found out that Persona Three mm. and Persona Four yeah. are both on the PS Store. And you can buy them for like twenty bucks. Nice. Like not twenty bucks each. Like yeah, both of them twenty yeah. bucks. And I am fucking ecstatic because next yeah. paycheck I'm gonna play so much. There's goddamn Persona. When I told people I was playing Persona Five, yeah. they were someone was telling me about a um, like a Persona Arena. Yep, there's a fighting game uh, with the characters from Persona Four. 
I Persona wanna, 4 Ultimate Arena, yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what it's called, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to play that. That's So like do I. Fun. It's also on the PS Store. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. digital. It's so, like, I'm so... My dick is ready for anything Persona, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like, I was looking forward to that game for three years, and, yeah. like, I, I, like, last paycheck, I knew mm-hmm. that like, I was going to need 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm yeah. going to fucking do it. I yeah. shot my short film. I don't give a good goddamn. Yeah. And it's been great. I've had a great time. That's Fucking Memorial up. Day weekend, mm-hmm. 35 hours into that oh, game. Oh, nice. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Not even halfway done with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a long <laughs> it's game right here. great. Yeah. Ah, I love Japanese games. Hell yeah. Fuck. I downloaded the soundtrack and I've been listening to that. Oh, oh yeah. I bet that is nice. Like, the, you know the, the the song when you like enter a fight? Mm-hmm. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> yep fucking been listening to that on repeat for like three days now this is the thing like i feel like this is intentional and you're going against the rules on the game now every time that you have like a loading spot you mm-hmm. got the main character right there with his like the um like the emoji with his hand to his, his face right. it's like take your time <laughs> like every <laughs> single time and i was just like i was sitting there i was like i've been here for three hours and this guy keeps popping up like take your time I'm like i'm gonna sit down for a minute <laughs> i was like no fuck you guy <laughs> I'm taking my fucking time <laughs> such a good game it is a good game Ah, it really I is. love it so much. Anyway, fanboying yeah. over, I guess. Fuck. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, the NBA Finals started this past week. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah like I read about that. A basketball fanatic. I was all over that. And um, Didn't the Cavs, uh, the Cavs won? They won last year. They won the championship last year okay. against all odds. Um, this year, they're playing the exact same team, um, mm-hmm. adding one guy named Kevin Durant. And they're getting their ass whooped. Oh, really? Whooped. Got they may bad. not win a game in the, this championship series. So um, if you're a LeBron fan, have fun with that. <laughs> Have fun crying. Yeah. The, um, I watched a movie last night, stayed up way too late watching a movie that I'd never seen before. <laughs> Which one? It's called A Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale? A Bronx Tale. And, like, no it, man, it, it, it makes me feel silly for, like, it's Robert De Niro, and it's, it's directed, written by Robert De Niro, and what it's, and it's okay. fucking awesome really it's it's um I didn't have the chance to look up to see which came out first, Goodfellas or Bronx Tale, mm-hmm. but that is the same movie. Really, <laughs> you know, like, like, like. I mean, it's it's it's, it's different. And it has a lot of differences, but yeah. clearly they're mimicking one or the other. I don't know who's mimicking what. You okay. know, if, if Goodfellas came first or Bronx Tale came first, but it's the same shit, bro. It starts <laughs> off with the narration and the kid inside the mob area, and then grow, the kid grows up. It has uh, Joe Pesci is in it. Like <laughs> I think he's older. They got a guy named Sonny. Like it's it's really 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 good, but it's nice. not as entertaining. As like Goodfellas. Good, good, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Goodfellas is fucking <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah, Goodfellas is really, really fun. But um, this is a Bronx Tale. Since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. Bang. Best opening line ever. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. go ahead. But, uh, but a Bronx Tale, it's like rated like 90-something percent in Rotten Tomatoes. It's nice. really, 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 really good. I would recommend that to anyone. Fuck yeah. It's fun. Uh, I've seen a movie called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. It, don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah. All right. It's on, uh, it's on Netflix. It won a lot of awards from Sundance. It's starring... Um, What's the guy from uh, Wilfred and Lord of the Rings? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. It's starring yeah. Elijah Wood and a um, another lady. I can't think of her name, but she was in a show called Togetherness. But the movie is really fucking good. It was nice. um, the uh, the Twitter thing that I was showing you. The editing they were oh. doing like the fast uh, cutting. Mm-hmm. I was. I mean, it's immediately within five minutes. I was like, okay, at least they know what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I can watch into this, and it was really good. By the way, I felt really dumb after that comment because that totally looked like a shot from Juno. It ca- yeah, it kind of yeah. does look like uh, Ellen Page too. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little bit like her. So I just like I read the tweet. And I was just like, uh oh. <laughs> no, I, 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 can, I can see how that mistake was made like very quickly. That's awesome. So it's it's an independent movie and shit, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, solid. It's really funny. I mean, a lot of crazy shit happened. Like with the, I don't know what their budget was, but they stretched the shit out of it and they <laughs> made it work. Nice. Um, really quickly, also Sarah Sarah Silverman, A Speck of Dust. Haven't been able to catch it, but I want to. I've watched that thing three times now. Really? Three Damn. times. Like I'm, I'm maybe I'm a bit too quick to say I feel like this is her best stand up special, mm-hmm. but. I feel like this is her best stand-up special. <laughs> like, it's it's really really good. That's awesome. It's like, I'm gonna wow. have to check that shit out. Sarah Silverman, a speck of dust, guys. Like check that out. Um, I watched Sully. Sully. Sully was oh the, the Tom Hanks. The Tom Hanks movie. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It I know good. it's good, but it's like you know, it's, it's, it's a Tom Hanks movie now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's 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 the issue. There was a um, there's a thing with with Denzel Washington. I don't know if he, it was for everybody, but I know at least in the black com- community, mm-hmm. we're looking at Denzel. It's like, all right, you're the best actor that we have out here. Stop making the same goddamn movie over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> you know, because that, that's what it felt like for like a ten year like time span. It was just like you're doing really good, Denzel, but like, how about you stop playing the same dad, the same cop over and over? Right. And he eventually busted out of that with Training Day. Right. And then he kept that going with 
the the Book of Eli and the uh, the other plane Book movie. Book of Eli that he was did. really good. Oh yeah, uh, I, I remember the plane movie. I don't yeah. remember the name. Yeah, where he was like a cokehead and alcoholic mm-hmm. or whatever. So he started taking some chances. Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Hanks. When is the last time this guy took a fucking chance? Uh, you know, it's <laughs> a good. That's a- Toy Story, maybe? Forrest Gump. Like, <laughs> I was like when, when is the last time you took a chance? And this guy's a brilliant actor. He's, well, no, Saving Private Ryan. Was was that before Forrest? That was after Forrest, but after that wasn't Forrest. really a chance. It's like I Steven guess. Spielberg, and we're yeah. putting like $150 million behind this. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, I want him to play something that's like not based in reality so much. Like, he's playing a lot of characters that are based in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, just just go have fun with something, man. Like, I, okay. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But anyway, but that's a, it was a Tom Hanks solo. It was a good movie, but shit, Tom Hanks, like, go do something else, man. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, Brad Pitt, War Machine. Nah, you told me it was garbage. The most garbage that you're going to see all month. <laughs> Easily. $60 million $60 down million. the fucking drain. Flushed. Like, this is bad. Yeah. And it's like, even the, like, I'm, I was in the military during this uh, Operation Freedom, and from 2005 through 2011, I was in the military where this was taking place. And a lot of the things that they're talking about and doing and the places they're going, like, I can understand the mentality of, like, the soldiers there. And, you know, but... Is a poorly put together movie. What even is this about? Like, um, what even is the movie about? So, so we're we're in Iraq and, and Afghanistan right mm-hmm. now, and um, Bin Laden is still alive. Right. Um, President Obama is is in office, and a lot of the soldiers aren't responding well to uh, to President Obama. They they want more troops, they mm-hmm. want more funding, and more more of all of this. And they're not realizing that this isn't a war that's going to be won in, in the same way that Vietnam wasn't a war that's going to be won just by sending our troops over to another country right. and then, um, quote unquote, civilizing the, the other country. And then <laughs> <laughs> exactly like so I'm like, OK, this is the way that we live in America. We're going to give you guns. We're going to put a uniform on you so you can police your yourselves. Right. You know, but they don't want that shit. They didn't want it in Vietnam. They don't want it in Iraq. They don't want it in Afghanistan. They don't want it. And Brad Pitt's character is um, like an all gung-ho guy. I can do anything that I set my mind to. If you didn't do it, then you didn't try hard enough. Then all you got to do is just do more, more blood, more sweat. You know, it's just Ugh. it's just that nothing exceeds like excess type of person. Right. And he's just like beating his head up against the wall trying to accomplish something that cannot be accomplished until he's ultimately fired at the end. And they just bring in some other numbskull to do the exact same job and fail. So, I mean... It's the, the it just it just wasn't put together well. Yeah, that sounds bleak and yeah. lame. Okay, well, sixty million dollars. Yeah. You know what's upsetting? They canceled Sense Eight on yes, Netflix. Yes, they did. So I'm pretty sure that since this took such a big hit, mm-hmm. they had to like reallocate some funds, and that's why Sense Eight got canceled. Yes, I, I was saying this about the Get Down. The yeah. Get Down was uh was canceled, and I'm like Get Down season two. I thought it was savvy. They was like, okay, well, we need to go ahead and make some uh, some cutbacks. Season two didn't do as well as season one. I thought it was preemptive and ve- a very smart business move until seeing War Machine. Right. And I'm like, no, you guys just flooded sixty million dollars, and you got to make some cutbacks wherever you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you fucked up, son. <laughs> yep, you that's fucked. what. Happen. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? Uh, I think that's all that I got into this week. Sweet. I didn't actually get to watch a lot of stuff mm-hmm. this week, but I uh, I started editing, not editing, but I started looking at through all my footage for the short film. Yeah. And like, I'm really happy with the way some of that footage looks. Hell yeah. And just some some of those shots look fucking great. That's what's up. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah. And like, I had to like find a new software because I shot in 4K, mm-hmm. and I had to like Adobe Premiere. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. DaVinci Resolve, it's where it's at. I, I really? say it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's got, it's got uh, editing, uh, really good file management, mm. color correcting, and and sound design. Color correcting better software. than Premiere? Way better. Like DaVinci Resolve started out as a color correcting software okay. exclusively for color correcting. Yeah. And uh, then they got into the editing game, and they have a really good editing platform. Yeah. Uh, that handles all your DNG files and mm. like 4K DNG raw files yeah. natively. Yeah. So like I don't have to create 700 proxies. Oh. And it just handles it, and it, it, it gives you the option to create what's called optimized media, mm. which is a version of the same video downscaled to yeah. 1080. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't internally within the software. Mm-hmm. You don't have to encode it. With you can do that different software. Well, yeah, but you have to open the media encoder and drag it there yep. and like encode everything. It's, it's and a process. Yeah. Have another like hard drive exclusively yep. for those proxies. Yep. Uh, fucking DaVinci just dubs it all natively Sheesh. and then just makes your computer run like smooth as fucking butter when you're editing. And I just, ah, oh my God. That sounds pretty sexy. So good. So like right now I'm debating like, do I really want fucking Premiere? <laughs> uh, anyway, 
I don't know. I was, I was just like had a small born. Like I've been spending like the past week just like looking at premiere videos and the yeah. color correction and lumetri scopes, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of limiting. Yeah. And I, I was I was looking at it like um, importing some different um, uh, what would, would you call it? Shit, footage. No, or like um, uh, different um. Shit, I'll have to pull it up on there in a minute because it's like a little drop down box, and then you have different um different forms. Like you can put like Kodak over top of it, oh, and the, then it changes the uh, um, Lumiere. Yeah, the different Lumieres. Yeah. yeah, you can download some and put it into Premiere. And I'm just like, shit, is there not like a software that just has better <laughs> than Premiere currently? And what? Pretty good. And you DaVinci, just DaVinci Resolve is pretty fucking good for color correcting. DaVinci Resolve. Like when you go in the color menu, you do it by nodes, mm. so you can just shoot clip. You can just choose clips, and it opens up a node graph, and mm. then you can just color correct the node and you can connect multiple nodes and have like a really good color composition. Uh. It's like it's like very it's like very good, very organized and I am over the moon with it. Yeah. So like it's gotten to the point where I just like I know that we use Adobe for edition. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm gonna keep my Adobe license if that program's around. Yeah. I understand so, that. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, let's geek out. Yeah. Just <laughs> shit together, Adobe. Yeah. Take it to the shit store. All right. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> We should do a Rick and Morty episode eventually. We really should. Like, I, I really. think after season three comes out. Yeah. And then we binge the shit out of it because mm-hmm. that's inevitably going to happen. Yep. Anyway. Jeez, Rick. Oh. Uh, we'll be right back to talk about Wonder Woman, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. Wonder Woman. We're gonna talk Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been. I was really excited for this movie. Same. Since it like happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Even since um, I had to write this paper, um, and I think I talked about it last week, in my very first quarter at the school, and it was called uh, Skin Deep, A Curse of Beauty, and it was talking about gender roles within um, the entertainment business. Right. And in it, I was um, speaking pretty heavily about Patty Jenkins. Because oh, the, really? Yeah, because she was uh, one of the only two female directors that have ever been given $100 million for a live action movie, mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Bigelow being the first. And uh, this one was the second one, $100 million for Wonder Woman. Nice. So I'm like, I, I want to support this with everything I possibly can. And the reviews came out, and it was like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes early I on. I wouldn't give it a 97. But I mean, it's, that, yeah. I, I got something to say about that later yeah. on, too. But, but it's just <laughs> like it started out, it was like 97, 98. Then it was like, this is the highest rated a live action uh, movie at, since uh, Logan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how, how do we keep getting these ratings that were, are just out of this world every single time? So, like, I got, I got, I got a theory here. I got yeah? a theory here. Okay. All right. So, so before Get Out came out, and then you're seeing reviews, 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. This movie is coming out tomorrow. Everybody needs to go see it, 100 fucking percent. And then we're like, all right, 100%? Is this fucking Citizen Kane? You know, it's like, <laughs> well, what's going on? You know, a day one, 100%. Right. So, then, so then you go see it, and then two and three days later, that 100% goes to 99, 98, 97. Yeah, you know, it drops down when the user reviews start happening. Oh, yeah. And critic reviews, uh, they, they even change themselves a bit from the first day. Then say, um, what was another movie that was like that? Logan. You know, yep. Logan started off at 99% on fucking Rotten Tomatoes day one. Then everybody gets in the theaters and be like, okay, maybe 94, 93, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing has ha- happened with Wonder Woman. You get it 97, 98%, highest shit ever. Then like, okay, two days, 92, 93. <laughs> and now I'm seeing this with the movie Baby Driver, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, and yeah, like it's gotten mm-hmm. to the point where we know that that score is not going to It's bullshit. Yeah. Yes, it's like I'm, I'm almost feeling like you're in cahoots hoots with these movies in order to promote the lift the box office numbers you know why, why are you giving it such an outstanding ridiculous number that no movie should have on release just to backpedal shortly after the release right you know well, well I, I i think that part of it is also like the critic conversation like critics usually the, the, the film review thing i hate film reviewers i mm. fucking hate it and i think that like some of the critics do give the movie like unneeded praise yeah uh, and, and like just to get a, give it a promotional edge, and yeah. then when the actual critics are watching the movies, mm-hmm. and then like user reviews are coming in, then we start getting the actual reflection of the score. Yes, um, yeah. but I th- I definitely think that there's something going on with like the first round of film critics are are not being as honest yeah. as they possibly could. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, we I love Edgar Wright. You you fucking in love with yeah. Edgar Wright. So I mean, it's but like I'm not gonna give a movie hundred percent from you know. It's like come on, like, like Citizen I'll, Kane's like a ninety nine percent. You know, it's like <laughs> what, is, what what is perfect? What right. is perfect? Like come on, <laughs> come on. In anyway, but uh, but Wonder Woman. Let's get into Wonder yeah. Woman. Apparently, Casablanca is perfect. <laughs> sure. You know, but I, I, that I seems just, to be the standard on filmmakers. That, Casablanca. But, but that, that's that's the thing though. It's like say. 
say say a movie came out, say 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 we're living in the time of Casablanca, mm-hmm. say it's 1962 or whatever, and we're sitting there, we're watching Singing in the Rain and all these other good stuff or whatever, and then Casablanca comes out, and we're at the movie theaters, we're like, whoa, this is different, this right. is good. I've never seen filmmaking like this before. The structure is different. I mean, it's, it's just so well done. I'm not saying... 15 minutes after seeing that movie for the first time. That is the best movie ever. The best movie ever, ever. Like you can't, you you can't know something like that in the moment. And you know, and that's what I feel like you're saying when you give something a hundred percent, like you couldn't, like, like I feel like at least one, one and a half to 2% should be served just for impact alone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and I'm not going to know that impact for another five to 10 years. Well, we also got to keep in mind that the way that this algorithm works is that like someone rates the movie and then they take an average. So if there's like five reviews, Reviewers mm. and five reviewers give it a hundred, then the score automatically becomes a hundred. That's who 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 has given them, them the right to, to to vote. You know, it's just a user. Pl- it's just a platform that Rotten Tomatoes us. I mean, the, the critics as well though. There's like there's, so there's yeah. critics that are giving things one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm not saying they're right. Oh, they're definitely. I'm just not. saying that's what happens. But anyway, yeah. fucking Wonder, fucking Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what's the run then? Uh, Wonder Woman is rated PG 13. It has a two hour and 21 minute runtime. It's listed as an action adventure fantasy movie. Uh, rundown is before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained warrior. When a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all world wars. 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 The war to end all wars. wars. (laughs) (laughs) Discovering her full powers and true destiny. Uh, The director is Patty Jenkins. The writer is Alan Heinberg of the the screenplay. Uh, But the story was by Zack Snyder. Uh, It stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, and Robin Wright. Who's Robin Wright? I love Robin Wright. Was that the neurotic lady with the the ginger, the neurotic ginger British lady? No. Mm, She was... um, you well, she was Jenny from Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. She's Carrie uh, Claire in uh, House of Cards. Okay. Uh, well, what what is she in this movie? In this one, she's Adopi Atipity. How do you oh, say oh, her name? The, the the general that trained her. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. She's she's the the queen's sister. Okay, her aunt, cool. whatever. Yeah, she stole the movie from me. She did. Like she that, did a great job. She stole the whole fucking movie from oh, me. Oh, movie. She was only in uh, for like 35, 35 minutes. minutes exactly. <laughs> the, she was only in the beginning. Like after she left, like the energy. For the movie, just kind of really? died for me. I I disagree. Oh no no! Oh yeah, I, yeah. I've got some hot takes for this. Oh, <laughs> this movie, yeah, I think we're gonna disagree a lot on this movie. Yeah, I think so too. The um, I this movie is comparable for me as far as enjoyment level and how something was very very well done, and I don't care to see it again in the way that uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was. Okay, I can see that. You know, it's like it's it's a very well done movie. It looks very nice. Um, everything seems to be in order, but it's it's nothing there really for me. So I mean, it's like I've given it. A, I can give it a solid B or a solid A, anything like that. But it was just like, okay, there you go. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't disagree with that. Mm. I, I think the sentiments are different how we get to that. Yeah. But I don't disagree with that sentiment yeah. either. The Weird uh, sentence. The uh, the the opening of the the first mm-hmm. thirty five minutes of this movie is like top three. Live action, like a comic book movie that I've ever seen. Yeah, like first thirty minutes, like I was in, like you know, you know, I don't even like action like that. I'm not a big mm-hmm. action fan, but there's a point to where action is choreographed, like the the movie, the um, the Criterion Collection movie that we did, um, Rashomon. Right, right, Rashomon, like it's choreographed fighting, like everything matters. Like I see action like a tango. Mm-hmm. When you have two people doing something, if one person messes up even a small bit, then none of the action sequence works anymore. Right, and that's that's what we got from uh, from John Wick two, and then that's something that we got from Wonder Woman mm-hmm. when they were all in the Amazon and all of the women working together and fighting together. That shit was breathtaking. It really was. All of them working in concert together. You know, you just have one one uh, Amazon lady with her shield, and then just another one comes up and jumps up on the shield, propels her like 100 feet in the air, takes out bow and arrows, and just starts shooting them three, four, five while she's midair, fall down from the from the, from the the sky, do a little tuck flip while you're <laughs> on the ground, take all the arrows out of your... Um, quiver. Out of your quiver, stab them into the ground, and then do a 360 while you're on the ground, shooting them one... <laughs> by one like it was choreographed amazingly i loved that beginning fucking gorgeous yes it looked so good man like not to mention that like that beginning that was like at the point where uh 
like Chris Pine uh, has found the island, yep. and then German soldiers come into the island and start fucking shit up. Yeah. But like even before that, we had a solid twenty minutes mm. of like introduction about the Amazon, so yeah. that we learn a little bit about them. Yeah. And I thought, first of all, I thought those twenty minutes were brilliantly done. Yeah. Because I knew about Wonder Woman. I don't mm. really know anything about Wonder Woman. Yes. Uh. But, like, this movie, 20 minutes, yeah, she's an Amazon. Mm. She's a half goddess. Mm. They, they tell you, they set it up so, like, you know, she's not like the other Amazons. So you're yeah. like, all right, well, what the fuck is she? Yeah. Then they tell you the story about Zeus. So you're mm. like, all right, she might be a goddess. Mm. And then they kind of go and they set it up in a way that all the information, by the time that she leaves, mm. they don't tell you, but you can kind of go like, all right, I get it. That's yeah. what I really like about it. They, right. don't, they don't just, um, they don't force feed you anything. And the way they were doing those introductions with the Amazon ladies, they don't say, hey, this lady that's standing on top of this pillar that's getting smashed in the back with this bat and, and just <laughs> turns around and smashes the back. Like, this is the strongest lady that we have in one of our journals and warriors. Don't have to say that. Like, right. it's demonstrated by her kicking ass, like kicking the ass of the people that are kicking ass around her. Right. Or the, um, or the, uh, the general, the, uh, the leader of the defense. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we don't need to know that how, how many wars that she's won and how, many, how much destruction she's caused. We see her demonstrating her ability throughout the, the first 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. You so, know. like, you know that these are some, like, badass motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, those 20 minutes for character were great because mm. immediately Diana wakes up and we know that she's a little bit of a rebel because yeah. she doesn't like following the rules. Yeah. So, like, immediately they're like, all right, I think I get what her character's, like, going to be about. Mm. And then it's, it gets to that, like, little set piece when the Germans come in. Yeah. And Diana is kicking ass and, like, the Amazonians are kicking ass yeah. and people are getting shot and they never encountered bullets before. Yeah. So, they're, like, it's a, it's a whole process of sort of, like, Ad- like the, Diana is adapting to what's happening in her mind, yeah. but as an audience, like as an audience member, you're also adapting to like what the action is going to turn into mm. once you're in London. Yeah. So like it was a really good transition from being like this is the Amazon, this is how they work, and now they're going to be unfamiliarized in mm. another world. And like the fact that they didn't show you London or the war nope. before the, Diana left the island yeah. was beautiful because you you had thirty solid minutes to adapt to the way Diana's thinking mm-hmm. and like see that world, and then another hour and forty of just going like, "Fuck, what's yeah. happening?" Yeah. And I thought that was like brilliantly well handled. I really really enjoyed that. I like the introduction of the lasso of truth. You know, because um, so because they don't know anything about what's going on in the outside world, so they have this uh, captured spy right. that's um that's fighting in the uh, in the war. They put the lasso of truth on him, and they just like, okay, give us information. Who the fuck are you? What's going on? <laughs> and he lets them know that he's a spy, um, begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he lets them know that there's a war going on. It's like a war, like the war to end all wars. You know, millions and millions of people are dying, uh, women, children, and there was there was a point where. I was wondering what the angle of the writer or the direction the movie was going to take. Mm-hmm. Like, are are we going to see at the end to where all of this is just like a fallacy to to these um, to these Amazon women? Mm-hmm. They just believe that this this Aries is still out there and all this stuff, and it's just bullshit, right. you know. But I mean, we'll talk about that later. How they yeah. worked it in to where it could be either way. But I yeah. uh, that, I think that was like I, I I really wanted that to be the angle. Mm. I wanted it to be the angle that 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 was all it was a fallacy, mm. and Diana then had to adjust to, to the him. horribleness of mankind. Yes, but I can see why they didn't do that. Mm. I feel like that was that was a conscious decision to stray away from yep. the grittiness and the gloom that DC has been going for lately. Yeah, like I think making that ending a little bit more cheery yeah. was was a good decision in yeah. my opinion. Oh yeah. I, I the the other thing and like this is I've never seen a Patty Jenkins movie I don't think this is my first I Patty Jenkins movie I think this movie. is mine too yeah yeah and uh, I I like she's got there's something about directors lately that's been bothering me immensely and it's like their compositions are bland uninspired and they just do coverage they don't make a decision yeah. they don't take a risk yeah and I think Patty Jenkins as director of this movie absolutely took a lot of risk and and mm. and how to compose an image okay and like she it, it's true that she, like she had a lot of glamour shots for mm. wonder woman yeah uh she had a lot of like this really fast motion slow motion things mm. that i absolutely hate okay. from Zack snyder i, I wasn't a yeah. super fan of it in this movie either but for me sparingly it, worked. it yeah. worked sometime but then it's like after the third one of just wonder woman standing there with mist and smoke <laughs> and all and they held it for so long they they, they do that Five or six, seven times. They do. The they do it more than five or six. Yeah, no, it's like it's a lot. Yeah. But because, uh, but uh, here's why. Uh, I like those. I, I like to call those the glamour shots when yeah. she's like standing around after just kicking ass or something. Yep. 
those are the glamour shots. And I get why they're in the movie. Yeah. Like, this is the first female superhero. Mm-hmm. You want to establish how, like, fucking badass of a force she is. Mm-hmm. And and you want to establish that she can be, like, both pretty and super kick-ass. Oh, yeah. And and uh, and I get why those glamour shots were there. I don't mind them. I think there were a lot of some of them were unnecessary, but I enjoyed looking at them. Okay. They didn't bother me. But the the fast and slow motion that I absolutely hate from Zack Snyder mm. worked really well in this movie. Well, like a three hundred type. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Mm. It worked really well in this movie because the the, the I don't know how to what's the word, but the dynamic quality mm. of the shots yeah. uh, when she was fighting. Worked really well for that type of fast motion, for that time ramp shot. Yeah, I agree. It worked really well because it it, it didn't it didn't cut excessively. Mm. It always stayed on sort of like whenever the fast motion and slow motion happened, instead of like one long shot mm. of her just like doing a spin and kicking ass, and then it went to slow motion, and then she did another action, and that yeah. that so like that worked because there wasn't excessive cutting. Yeah, and you can feel that even though it was highly digitalized, yeah. you can feel that this is a planned shot with purpose. That's there, and I enjoyed seeing that because I don't see that a lot of movies anymore, especially mm. like action movies, yeah. where they just cut before the hit happens, uh, or they cut excessively to like ramp up the energy of the yep. shot. Patty Jenkins had a very distinct style, mm-hmm. I think, and I appreciated the style, even though it stemmed a little bit from that sort of DC Zack Snyder mm. like ramp style. Yeah, but I think Patty Jenkins took it and she really made it her own for Wonder Woman in the action scenes, like some of the mm. action scenes were absolutely amazing yes. to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, there's one scene where she's going through the village, mm. and she, like, breaks into a house and just starts kicking, like, seven German soldiers' yeah. ass. Yeah. Like, that shit, and then she jumps out of the roof, like, out casually. Mm. Like, that scene just, fuck, I, I was sitting on the ship, and I'm like, holy fuck, that was beautiful. My my, fav- my favorite one, my favorite scene uh, mm-hmm. of any fighting for her alone was... um. When they're they're in, uh, I guess are they in Germany at this point? I guess uh, they go to the front line. They go yeah. to the front, and uh, there's like a church, and it looks like very Saving Private Ryan, uh, <laughs> you know. They're in they're, they're like the middle of um, middle of the court in this town. All right. This is the it's a, the town of, of Vela or Veda. Yeah, Veda. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so they're in there and they're trying to uh, protect these uh, these women and children, you know, that are, that are there. And uh, she takes a tank, picks that shit up, and flips it over. The tank is starting to fall apart. So you got three regular human beings, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are tagging along with her. And they take the uh, some of the sheet metal that has come apart from the tank. Mm-hmm. And he, he does a callback from something that he's seen the first time when he's seen all the Amazons in action. Right. And that's what I love so much. Like I said, when the Amazons were together, there was a bit of a, um, a symmetry, a, um, a connectiveness with all the Amazons. Right. And when that was taken away, I don't feel like the action of one Amazon can surpass that of if there were two or three right. or four. But um, but yeah, Chris Pine he he re- he realizes that, and then he takes the uh, the sheet metal along with the other two guys. Mm-hmm. They put it over top of the head, and it was like shield, and it's like a callback from what we've seen earlier. She runs up, jumps on top of the sheet metal, and propels herself so far up in the air, smashes the like the the bell area of the <laughs> church. It crumbles all the way down. Everyone in there, you know, is dead. Yeah. And then she just stands up on top of the wreckage, and just everyone is just acknowledging her power. Yeah, I was like, yes, that was a really beautiful. <laughs> looking shot yeah and like I, every everything prior to that mm. like moment yeah. just fucking blew me away yeah like it just absolutely like the action in the movie was so effective like it wasn't the best action that i've ever seen yeah. but it was really effective for what the movie was trying to do yeah, yeah. and i and I, I i legitimately enjoyed it i think patty jenkins made really good decisions on how she to did. show wonder woman fighting there was a uh, something that you said earlier um mm-hmm. the being pretty and kick-ass right and i think they there was a, a conscious effort to make sure even even to the point to where it was almost a little it's too a little on the nose yeah. yeah the um they had one to where it's, um she's walking down the street and she was like okay we got to get some new clothes mm-hmm. and it was she was like all right well i'll just go ahead and take this jacket off it's like oh look, look what you're wearing like this is 1940 something <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> 1911 know, 19, 19, that's world war one not world, world war, war two. two no oh. it's, it's one ah, yeah, in the movie that it's it's supposed to be two, but yeah. in the movie they made it World War One, so that they didn't resemble Captain America too much. Ah, good. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's in 1911. Well, thankfully, I was I was telling uh, Tessa, I was like, well, thankfully it's still World War Two, but thankfully we didn't see any swastikas or Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense. That's why. We that's why you didn't see swastikas or Hitler. <laughs> no, or Hitler. We were still against Germany, <laughs> yeah. but no Hitler. No Hitler this time. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, um, uh, what, what was that? But yeah, the uh, the pretty and kick ass mm-hmm. thing. So um, so she's trying to take off the uh, the jacket, and she's wearing this um, armor. Yeah, this yeah. armor, but that's very revealing. Mm-hmm. You know, in nineteen eleven Germany, or are they, are they in Britain at the time? No, they're in Germany. They're, the no, point? they're in Britain. They're Britain, right uh, there. When when she's buying clothes, they're in Britain. Yeah. So yeah, in, in Britain, and um. <laughs> As 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 they're doing this, uh, he puts the the, the the jacket back on her, mm-hmm. and they start to walk to the clothing store. And she's like, "Oh, a baby!" Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like she's talking about how bad she has this shield, she has this sword, she has all of this armor on, and walking. She's so she's different totally from everyone, so badass. And then it's like, "Oh, a baby!" <laughs> like it's still like I'm pretty and I'm badass. Like I have all sides of feminism. Mm-hmm. Like feminism isn't just me being pretty and having nice hair. It's also me kicking your fucking ass. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so they well, one other one is um. So when they finally go into the um the store to shop, mm-hmm. you know, she still has all this armor. She finally hands over the uh, the shield and the swords. Like guard this with a goddamn life. Yeah. I don't think she says that exactly, but paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's also the guard guard it. So then we see this woman who, you know, like I said, she's she's like the badass kick ass lady, knows nothing about shopping or clothing, mm-hmm. and uh, she spends hours and tries on two hundred different outfits according to the lady. Twenty seven, yeah, yeah. You know, different different outfits just to find the right thing. And I was like, it's really catering to the the both sides of things that you can kick ass but I also really like clothes and I'm going to yeah. spend hours <laughs> trying on every outfit that I possibly can you know to get this right I think I think it was great. Like mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love that they did that. I, I, I love those little moments. I like the moment. It yeah. was just so on the nose. It yeah. was like we can't find a more subtle way to get the message across. Well, like, eh. Here's the thing, and, and like this is where I give the movie credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think it was as as on the nose as it could be without oh, yeah. being preachy. You know, like I never okay. felt like the movie was preaching to no. me yeah. about like the power of feminism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a huge feminist ally, so even if yeah. it did, I wouldn't be annoyed. Mm. I would just be kind of like just be more subtle about it. God damn, it's a yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, fucking, the, there's a couple of moments like that when it's it's just funny. Like mm. you can tell that the fact that she's this uh, overly empowered woman coming from a culture of like women that kick ass for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, and like having her put in a in a culture where women are not necessarily hold any power. Yeah. Uh, I I really love that contrast of Wonder Woman versus all the other women in, mm. in, in Britain at the time. Yeah. Well, like when oh, when people talk about women in Britain, because we don't really see a lot of other women mm. uh, in the movie. Uh, like there's moments where she she enters a council and every generous like get the f- who brought this woman brought a in woman here? in here yeah. and, and then like when she's in the reading the notebook and it's just like oh that's Sumerian and other language and mm. the other guy's like who the fuck is this lady <laughs> like get her the fuck out- what <laughs> so like there's moments like that that really reflect sort of like the culture of or like the cultural differences of the characters oh, yeah. and why Wonder Woman is such an important character in terms of representation because mm-hmm. uh, she's sort of unapologetically her. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't get backed down by the cultural tendencies of the, of, of the time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really, really like that because I think it, it, it tells, like on a, on, a, on a real world perspective, it tells a lot of people that you don't have to be anything that culture wants you to be. You yeah. can be unapologetically yourself and yeah. still be successful. Which I absolutely fucking loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, it's just like the movie just looked good. <laughs> the movie just looked good. It looked good for like eighty percent of it for me. Like eighty okay. percent of the movie for me. And this, the things that I didn't like was the uh, the boat. The first time they took the boat over, yeah. that was so green screened. It was, was shit. Like yeah. you cannot like that. Like nobody <laughs> can like that. Because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm watching Chris Pine and Gal Gadot sit inside of a fake prop boat that's not going anywhere. You know, it's just it just seems so. But, but the, here's also yeah. the thing. Uh, like for us, it seems very fake because we kind of know the magic behind it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And 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 like. Like I noticed it too, yeah. but I sort of disassociated the the magic nope. from mm-hmm. that. No, because they're, they're they're filmmakers too. Yeah, and they see it too. And, no, absolutely. And, and, and the greater filmmakers, they even hide it from themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no, no bullshit. I totally agree. Like a yeah. lot of the DGI, like my biggest problem with the movie is the CGI effects. Sometimes yeah. looked way too CGI. Yeah. They don't have enough weight. They're ungrounded, mm. uh, and they look very very fake. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, the part, like I liked the parts of the movie that weren't those CGI Same. moments so much. It was so beautiful. Much. Yeah. most of the movie, yeah. And like I, I like that they what they did uh, with saturation too. When like they're in the island, it's all like super saturated and pretty. Mm-hmm. They go to London, it's all gray and grim and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then like like the co- the way that they use color temperatures and saturation in the movie, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't groundbreaking. Nothing about this movie is good. That's the thing about this movie yeah. that, that I was sort of having. 
a difficult time explaining because mm. there's nothing about the movie that's technically groundbreaking. Not at all, no. It's not an amazing story. It's a simple story. It's yeah. like the effects are good enough. Yeah. Uh, Gaga, those performance is great. Yeah. Chris Prine is good enough. The side characters are good. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm saying good enough. As you're saying, like it didn't offend me. Yeah, it and it, just, it wasn't it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was there. Uh, I thought I was really gonna hate Chris Pine. Chris Pine, really? In this movie, I don't Why? like Chris Pine. You locked him in uh, Hello High Water. That was the only movie that I've liked <laughs> from Chris Pine. <laughs> Hello High Water, because I felt like in Hello High Water he was actually performing mm-hmm. and not just being hot and witty like he is in all the other movies. I haven't seen enough. Like only movies Star I've Trek seen. Star Trek movies. He's that's in only those. you haven't seen I, those. I, no, I've seen all of those, but like that's yeah. one series. Like I'm trying yeah. to think of anything outside of Star Trek. I guess I guess I have to give him another chance for like those other movies. But it's like every Trek franchise that I've seen him, it's just like fuck you, Chris Pine. I don't know if he's in any yeah. many franchises though. I don't think so, but like, he's probably done other work. But um, you know you don't like it. Yeah, I just <laughs> he just has that face, man. He's just that fucking face. All right. Like Chris Evans, I love Chris Evans, yeah. but after Captain of America, he just has that fucking face. All right. Uh, I think he suffered from that from Star Trek for me. But right. in this movie. He's okay. He's, really he's good, good enough. He's yes. good enough. I like him in this. And like, I like I like the the role dynamics. That like usually when we have this type of movie, you have yeah. like the male superhero, mm. the female character, and then the supporting characters that have to sort of bond with the male superhero. Yeah. But in this time, you had the, they reverse all mm. of that. So you had like the female main person. Yeah. And the side characters bonding with the female character, and Chris Pine just sort of being the supporting sidekick. Mm. And I thought that was a really interesting dynamic because they did it uh, without um, sort of being offensive to the roles in terms of like we're not in we're not in we're not doing this to put men down yeah. and, and have a leg up on something else exactly yeah. it's like this is just the way this dynamic developed it felt mm-hmm. very natural very organic and i love that the side characters acknowledge how powerful of a woman uh diana was like there's yeah. one scene where they're about to go into camp and uh i think the charlie the the moroccan guy yeah uh <laughs> Looks at her is like, I know she can make it. Mm. I'm worried about you. you yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, just like little moments like that just really, it just made me happy to know that we're getting to a point in filmmaking mm. and, and like entertainment where we can have these badass female characters and these sort of like, not subservient, but these sort of male characters that know their role in the movie and mm. know their role in their story. And I just really, really, really enjoyed that. I think I would enjoy like Wonder Woman two mm-hmm. as far as some of the uh, the some of the messages and the points that they're trying to get across. Just because, like you said, it didn't come off preachy, mm-hmm. but for me, it came off heavy handed. It's right. like I already understand that you possess both sides. It's mm-hmm. kind of the argument that we do with um, Broad City. Mm-hmm. It was like you want to see what a feminist is. You want to see what this is. Just be your goddamn self. That's right. what it is, and it's just showing them being themselves. And in this one, we we're seeing her be herself, but they continually they continuously heavy handed to show us the juxtaposition of she's this and she's also that. Right. You know, and I'm, I feel like in a, in a first movie, you kind of have to do that. You yeah. have to show that, especially in the first Wonder Woman movie. But um, in the second one, I hope it's more of her just living that instead of hearing about it. I, and I, I think that's going to happen, too. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the other element of this movie that worked for me was the out-of-culture mm. element. Yeah. She's completely out of her element, yeah, no matter where she goes. Definitely. Yeah, fish out of water. Yep. And, like, I think that plays into that a lot because she's, yeah. like, learning about, like, well, why are women in this culture are so strapped? Yeah. Why can't they fight in this? Yeah. And, like, blah, 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 yada, yada. We have so, to get married to sleep with each other? <laughs> don't just come sleep with me. <laughs> that scene was so great. Yeah. The awkwardness in it. He's just like, well, yep. sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I really think that Wonder Woman 2 is going to be a lot more subtle with that. Mm. But I think this movie had to be a little heavy-handed mm. just to get their point across yeah. and not get lost tonally. I can see that. Uh, another thing about this movie that I like, it didn't get lost tonally. No, it uh, I, I knew exactly what it was. It, yep. was, it wasn't. It wasn't funny, but it had its funny moments. It had. Some, it, yeah. it wasn't super dramatic, but it had its super dramatic moments. Yeah. Uh, another. It was just a cheesy movie, but that's it, like some of the lines were just super cheesy. Yeah, well, now that you're saying that, I wish there was a bit of a more of uh, some comic relief, mm-hmm. especially from if it's not going to be from Chris Pratt. Like we did, we Chris got Pine. it, Chris, uh, Chris Pine, yeah. but uh, we got it a small amount from um, Chris Probably. Pine's uh, secretary. Okay, yeah, the, the redhead lady. You didn't like her? Nah, she was hilarious. Nah. Like she was, she was like the funniest thing in this movie for me. Nah, here's here's why I, I think it bothers me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she was sort of this sort of neurotic character. Yeah. But she was kind of like the stereotype of a neurotic character. Yeah, 100% was. And I, I hated it. <laughs> As someone that gets like that neurotic about shit, I yeah. just saw her and I'm just like, fuck you, you're not. That's, <laughs> you don't I'm, get it. That's why I loved it. I mean, it was like, <laughs> you, you brought in something recognizable to kind of bring down the tension of the movie. Right. And I was, I wanted more of that, more comic relief, but we didn't really get it in the way of uh, the other two like lackeys that they were with right. him, you know, so... But uh, uh, Charlie was a bit of a comic relief. Which one's the, Charlie? The Scottman. Yeah, so the, the yeah, the, those two guys. Yeah, like I thought we were going to get more from those two. Is that the one that was the singing pianist? Yeah, yeah, like a, a little. A it, small we amount. got a little bit of it. Yeah, uh, I, I really liked uh, how they handled like PTSD and shell shock. Yeah, uh, like it's not an anti-war movie by no. any means, but mm. like after every movie after Seven Private Ryan mm. has the same desaturated, gr- grim look to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and I think this this movie just like it's still doing it, mm. but it kind of handled it in its interesting way. Just sort of like, ah, well, someone's dead, someone's seeing ghost, whatever. That's not the point of the movie. W- but they threw it in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was I was surprised when you say how grim it was. Like ever mm-hmm. since uh, Saving Private Ron, even her outfit. You know, it's like when in the cartoons, you're mm. you're used to the spectacle of bright reds and bright gold and bright blues, <laughs> and that's really stripped down and taken away in this movie. Yeah. And for aesthetically, I really like that. Yeah, I feel like, I, I mean, it, it was a very colorful movie at points, but it felt like it would have been out of place with this this lady walking around Germany or um, Great Britain with these bright reds and golds. It's just those colors seemed out of place with how dreary everyone else was. Right. You know, but... Uh, I I really liked it too. I, the, this is one like tiny little toss up at the end mm-hmm. when they showing her like looking at the picture from Chris Pine. Yeah. And the wall, she's wearing this like blue blazer with a red shirt yep. under it. Yep. And I was just like, I like that. I like that. At like, the ending, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was a shot because mm-hmm. everyone's wearing grays and browns, and mm-hmm. she's wearing red and blue. Yep. And it's like, oh yeah, they're showing the woman. She's yep. wearing red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I really, I really enjoyed that. I, what did you think about like the ending of the movie? Um, like the last. 30 minutes, maybe? Like, you could have did better with that fight scene. Like, I didn't care about the old man, mm-hmm. you know, that that uh, turned out to be Ares, and then all of this special effects and CGI, and then him summoning all the metal to, to be on his body. And, like, I, I didn't care about it until Chris Pine's character died, and then <laughs> Wonder Woman decided to be super badass. <laughs> you know, like... The I, rage moment. Yeah. That's what I call an anime moment. The rage moment, yeah. 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 An anime, yeah. The Super Saiyan moment. Yep. Like when she when she when she did that, then I was into it. But I didn't care about Ares at all. Like, did I? You know, it was just I don't know. Uh, I, that, I I did like when she killed the uh, Ludendorff yes. or whatever. Yeah. Like that was a really powerful moment. Had Same. he been Ares, that would have yeah. been amazing. I was I was I was yeah. ready for him not to be Ares though. I I, I really was too. Yeah. Uh, it was it was nice because like soon because all I, that's that's at the moment where I thought it was taking that turn of you have to figure out what the real world is. Like, it's not fantasy and gods and all of that right. stuff anymore. Like, as soon as she, she places the sword into him, you see this loud, Poof, you know, and then she's like, okay, well, everything's going to go back to normal. And then, no, it's not. Like, still people, fighting. It's still, still fighting, still death, everything. What I did enjoy is that they, 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 they I think they got a happy medium between what you said and what they actually did mm-hmm. because uh, Ares was, like, saying, like, I, I just whispered ideas, but I never told them to just fight do each anything. other. Yeah. And so, like, that was all them. Yeah. So I think there's still that element of she's going to struggle with the morality of, like, mankind. Yeah. Um, but they, they managed to tie up the loose ends with the Ares bit and still keep that around, which is not how I would have handled it. I would have really enjoyed that it just was a fallacy mm-hmm. and she just had to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. But she is she is the female equivalent of sort of like Superman in the DC universe. Yeah. So like I I get that they wanted a sort of more traditional happy ending mm. to it, because um, it's you know fucking Superman and yeah. Wonder Woman they're kind of like the the cheese of yeah. DC. Yeah. But that great like I I genuinely enjoyed I like I, I have no big complaints with this movie other than the fact that some of the CGI wasn't necessary. What would you uh, give it? Honestly, I think I would give it a seven to a seven point five. Ooh, yeah, I am at a eight point six. Eight point six. Yeah. Okay. We also got to keep. We have this conversation before. Our scales yeah. are totally different. Yeah. My my. Oh yeah. Let's break <laughs> it down. Like, my my scale is like from anybody. Like if you listening to this, make mm-hmm. a movie. You're on my scale. If a black person that only makes black movies, you're on my scale. If you're, <laughs> if you're um, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Steven Spielberg, you're on. Everybody's on the same scale, and right. I think. Uh, yours is like broken down, I guess. Well, mine's a little more, more contextual. Mm. Um, but like, apart from like just liking the movie a lot and thinking it was a good movie, mm. I got to give it a couple of points just for what it, it means 
for the superhero franchises now and like what DC means now and all mm. that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, the movie may not have been, it's, it's a solid seven. I really mm. enjoy the movie. But I think I got to give it like that extra 0.5 just to be like, listen, someone made like a female directed female superhero movie with a lot of good representation, a lot of like good inspiration for people that want to make that type of movie. Mm. I think that movie means a lot in the filmmaking community. Mm. And I think that's why I'm going to give it that extra 0.5. But the movie itself was a was a solid solid seven. All right, yeah. But my yeah, my scale is contextual. My scale like in superhero movies, for this is one of the better ones that I've seen. It's not above Logan. It's not even above Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, but in, in in terms of like just being a movie, I think yeah. it's a seven. All right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Reviews. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Seven Didn't we start the, the eight point six? Uh, I like that we started this review by saying film critics are bullshit. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, except for us, <laughs> we know we're, we're the ones about. we want. We're <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so seven point five and eight point eight point six eight point six. Yeah, solid. Uh, go watch Wonder Woman if yeah. you're into comic book movies at all. I think you'll get a kick out of this movie. Mm. It's got that DC look without being Zack Snyder. I'm gonna go the opposite great. of that. Really? If you're into comic book movies, don't go see this movie. Really? If you're into movies, then go see, see this. Movie? Yeah. Okay. Because as a comic book fan, like, I despise this huh. as a comic book fan. Because, I mean, like, where's the action and the the pulling apart, like, lasers and explosions and actual oh, real uh, real villains and uh, back and forth? Like, it was more of, like, a story. Like like I said, the... Um, it, was, it was a character-driven like, movie. Fantastic Beast. It's yeah. like, it was very similar to that for me. It's like, it's not the comic See, book movie that I'm used to. I don't think comic book movies need all that flash. They don't. And, they don't. Like, Logan didn't have all of that flash. Yeah, I don't think. Know? But Logan is a movie movie. Like, there's a lot of comic book people, supposed comic book fans that mm-hmm. did not like Logan. Oh, they can go fuck themselves. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they, they wanted a comic book movie. Yeah. They didn't want an actual good movie. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Wonder Woman is a good movie, but as far as like action superhero movies, okay. not in my top five. That bothers me. That thought bothers me. Mm-mm. I feel like I like I have to explore that later. Anyway, yep. uh, Wonder Woman, fucking go watch it. It's a good movie. Uh, we'll be right back with a television movie premiere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why I froze. I fucking froze. Oh, oh. I saw the thing moving, and then I was gonna talk, and then my brain just didn't do it. I was in the middle of my jig. That's right. Yeah, you were like, I was like doing my thing and everything. Yeah. Anyway, television <laughs> and movie premieres. Yeah, uh, this week in television and movies, uh, first in television starting Tuesday, June the sixth. Uh, the same day this is released, uh, you can listen or watch Jim Jeffries' new television show on Comedy Central at 10 p.m. I like Jeffries. It's called The Jim Jeffries Show. I like nice. Jim Jeffries, too. Yeah, he's, he's funny. He is. Uh, Aussie? Australian dude? Australian, yeah. yeah. Yeah, check him out. He's really funny. That's on Tuesday, June the 6th, The Jim Jeffries Show, Comedy Central at 10 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a very short week. Um, the next thing is Friday, June the 9th. Orange is the New Black. Oh, shit. That's coming back? What season is it? Season 5, I believe, we're on now. Nice. Yo. Is it so good? It's really, really good. Okay. Season three or four. Season three might have been the best season ever. You know, season one, like they progressively got better. So we'll see what's going on okay. with them this Is season. Is Piper still in jail at this point? Hell yeah, she's still in jail. Oh, okay. She's in jail forever. <laughs> like as soon as she gets out of jail, there's no more show. Yeah, right. I don't think. Right, we'll whatever. see. Um, but, yeah, but it's also getting to the point to where I think we may be risking characters becoming a caricature of themselves. Okay. You know, like after like three, four, five, and six seasons is is not even discovering or new developments within characters is just do the do the thing that we like you for. <laughs> you know, be be the person that we like, you know. But anyway. Um, Orange is the New Black. That's Friday, June the 9th. is a drama to comedy on Netflix. Cool. Uh, the last thing. Oh, no, there's two more things. Uh, Shimmer Lake comes out on the same day, Friday, June the 9th. It's on Netflix. Uh, the rundown is Rain Wilson stars as a sheriff on the trail of three bank robbery suspects in a dark comedy crime thriller that unfolds in reverse. Huh. That All sounds right. interesting enough. A dark comedy crime thriller that unfolds in, in reverse. reverse. Okay. Rain Wilson, that's the guy from uh, The Office, uh, Dwight Schrute. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Maybe that's where he hit the chandelier. What? Throwback, the, the chandelier. He's an episode where he goes on a rant about stealing a chandelier and oh. then, like moving to Germany and stashing the chandelier. And then coming back to the States and meeting up. But don't worry about it. Okay. I, I, I thought it was like a Sia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out or something. I was like, oh. um, But yeah, that's that's Shimmer Lake, uh, Rain Wilson. It's going to be on Netflix Friday, June the 9th. Check them out. Uh, and lastly for television is Saturday, June the 10th, Orphan Black. 
I fucking love that show. I haven't I haven't gotten to see it. I saw one episode mm. of that show, and from the moment I saw that one episode, I know this is a good show. Yeah, but I, I haven't gotten anybody to watch. Same. It. I watched one episode. I'm not gonna watch anymore. Yeah. But it's like I know that it's a really good show, but I can't watch everything. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, Orphan Black is a drama science fiction television show on BBC America at 10 p.m. Saturday, June the 10th. Uh, Bessie dude watches all of those episodes. She likes yep. that. You know why I like the first episode of that show so much? The very first episode mm. it was a lot of buds. A oh, lot, lot of, of asses, buds. Yeah. 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 A lot of asses on camera. Yeah. I was into that. Yeah, the same ass as well. A lot of, yeah, the, a lot same of the same ass. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just like duplicates herself, whatever. All right. <laughs> but that, no, that show, the actress is really talented for that show. Yes. I really like her. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, anything else for television? Uh, I think that's it for television. And there's one movie coming out. Uh, the Mummy. The Mummy. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is The Mummy. It's a 110-minute runtime. Speak And Wonder Woman was too long. That shit was too long. Yeah. Like, why, why do I need to be in the theater for two hours and 21 minutes? Two, like, that's two and a half See, hours. That's I, a long it time. was long. It was long, but it didn't feel long. It, it, felt, it well, felt fine for me. You know, well, the way I yeah. like, after yeah. an hour and a half, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> by the time I'm at an hour and a half mark, I need to see how this is about to conclude. Okay. You know, so it's like, I got to an hour and a half mark with that. And then I'm like, okay. Got to the two hour mark. And then I'm like, okay, I finally see we're getting to a conclusion. 30 more minutes. <laughs> Like, no movie, you, no, no, no. Like if you're releasing the movie in theater, give me an hour and forty five minutes, an hour and fifty minutes. No. Then you can give me like a director's cut on DVD where that bitch is three hours long, and I'll sit at home and get high and drink beer and watch that shit for three and a half hours. But in the movie theater, like no, I can't hold my bladder for two and a half hours while I'm drinking, drinking, eating food. Like no, I'm missing stuff already just from this long ass movie. Anyway, I like long movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, I like sitting in the movie theater and watching a movie not like, a, immensely. I do not. I, I really do, do not. love that experience. Like, it's cold. It's super cold in the movie theater. There's like strange people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's people breathing that I can hear. Like I hear people eating their popcorn. I hear, you know, it's just like, it's. I, 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 I never go. You go like primetime movie time going. Matinee. Like I yeah. go like super early in the morning. That's what like when a lot of people go. And mm. I. It's like it's like a, it's busy. It's busy for like a like movie prom, like Wonder Woman. Prom, well, I mean, prom time for a movie, I feel like it's like midday, like a five, six, seven, eight, and nine o'clock okay. for a movie. I go late as fuck. I go like the last showing of any movie. Mm. Like I, I, so it's just like me and like three other people in the movie. I mean, that's still too much. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> is what I'm saying because I'm going to the matinee, the earliest showing that I can get for the most part. Mm-hmm. And if, say there's only three other people in the theater, and I, t- I texted you one time when this happened, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm the only one in the theater, and then the, the two more people showed up, and one of them sat like right behind me, another one sat like in the row in front of me. Yeah. But the thing is, now there's other people here, and now I hear you eating your popcorn. Now I hear you cough. <laughs> now I hear you breathing. Like it's just I don't have the one-on-one feeling of the me and the movie. Like when I'm at home, it's just me and the, the iPad or the computer and the TV and the room is shut off like that's it no, okay. like, I guess that makes sense like, I'm pretty good at shutting off the room around me oh like, no cause I cause I have anxiety so I had to get good at like shutting away my environment so mm-hmm. I could fucking figure myself out I, so, but like what what if somebody like walks up and shoots you or something like I that's, that's what I'm thinking about that's what I think about cause like if, if I like just do like zone in the way that I do at home yeah. like to where it's just me and the movie like Tess is not gonna walk in the house and beat me over the head with a club and that's not likely in public either <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's like I'm like I'm in public I have to be aware of my surroundings at all times anything could happen in this motherfucker right you know but nah. I, I shut my shit down <laughs> if I'm if I'm gonna be dead watching a movie <laughs> might as well just I, fucking let it I mean happen. It, it could happen yeah. I mean it could happen I don't know I, I, I sit in there I guess every since the dark night that came out and like there were people in there shooting at the premiere of the dark night yeah like that's what I think about all the time when I'm in a theater. I have the thought too. You know, or, or anywhere where there's a lot of people, I think yeah. that, okay, this could be the target of some bullshit yep. and I just can't completely focus for like too, too long. I feel you. Anyway, that's, that uh, was a whole the mummy. rant for no reason. <laughs> the Mummy. <laughs> it's a 110 minute runtime is listed as an action adventure fantasy horror. Uh, the rundown is an ancient, an ancient princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert, bringing with her malevolence grown over millennia and terror that defies human comprehension. Uh, the director is Alex Kutzman. Kutzman? Kurtzman? Kurtzman? There we go. Alex Kurtzman? <laughs> Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> and the, uh, the star is uh, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. See, this is, a, this is one of those movies that I'm not going to go see. Me neither. But Mm-mm. it's exciting to see a new take on The Mummy. Sure. I guess. Yeah. But I'm not going to go see it nope. in the movie theater? Nope. 
Like, I'll wait till it's a DVD and get it from Redbox, maybe? Or maybe just watch it on Fire Stick and watch it for free? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Tom Cruise already has enough money? <laughs> I don't know. Go see the movie. Go see it. <laughs> if it's your thing. The thing I like about it is that uh, the female mummy, the actress, she's yeah. on two. She's going to be in this movie and then another sort of sci-fi movie hmm. that's coming out. She's on two movies this year, and I really, like, I, she looks interesting. Mm. Like, she's pretty, but she's also doing, like, a really fantastic job yeah. in the movie. I mean, she got two movies in a year yeah. coming out. So, like, I'm excited to see her. I say, I think it's like, what the fuck? I don't know what her name was. Zoe something. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see her as an actress. Yeah. Because uh, we need new faces in the acting world. 100%. Goddamn. 100%. Um, I think that's it's fucking it, dude. Yeah, we did it. We fucking did it. That's. I feel weird because they're still, like... Seven minutes on the timer that we haven't used. Oh, they can deal with it. it. Yeah, they can deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So you can find us at Twitter <laughs> at underscore FFS podcast. And <laughs> like, who show? This is our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting this shit short. Like, it's just happening. No reason. We could sit here for another 10 minutes if we wanted to. Not going to do it. Just like, fuck you. That's yeah. it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show, but go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Taking control of that shit. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast, Google Play Music, iTunes Podcast App, Stitcher, and SoundCloud under the name for film's sake. And you can find us on Facebook at the, uh, the underscore, no, at the FFS Podcast. There we go. Nail that shit. Uh, thank you guys for watching, listening, whatever the fuck you do. Uh, go watch Wonder Woman if you're into it. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a movie that's at least worth watching. Cool. All right. Cheers. Cheers.